I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The Minnesota. Minnesota time. Mm, I'm ready. All right. So this week on the okay. Minnesota, we're going to be talking about something revolutionary. Or at least it was revolutionary <gasps> 22 years ago when it came Dang out. It. I was I was hoping it was sliced bread. That was like, <laughs> I was like, yes, I totally talk about sliced bread. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm ready. All right, so we're going to just jump on in. 10 minutes on the clock. We're going to spend okay. at least 10 minutes talking about the 1999 film, The Matrix. Oh, Okay, so people are going to find out a lot about me. All right, are you ready? It uh-huh. took me a long time to watch The Matrix. But how long? Like, you just watched it? <laughs> like, maybe like four years ago. Like, maybe four or five years ago. Fell asleep and had to try again. I'm so embarrassed because I feel like this is so pinnacle. And I feel like I'm it's, I'm going to be booed and hissed out, out of life for not for having con- like having weirdness with the matrix. I don't know. I didn't go see movies. I lived like under proverbial movie rock. But that's a shame cuz 1999 was like the year of like the best year of cinematography um, to ever grace the world. But tell us how you really feel. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to not pay attention to The Matrix, but what else came out? It's like everything. Like the list of movies in 1999 is insane. Okay. Let me here. Check it out. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Maybe maybe it's just like maybe it's that particular one. Maybe I've seen more than I think. Okay, let's go. Are we ready? I'm in 1999. Okay. 1999 in film. Here we go. Um, Star Wars episode one. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. I'll give you that one. The Sixth Sense. Dang, that was 1999? Toy Story 2, The <gasps> Matrix, The Mummy, American Beauty, Austin Powers, The Spy That Shagged Me, The World Is Not Enough, Boys Don't Cry, <gasps> Girl Interrupted. What? <laughs> Varsity Blues. Xenon, girl of the 21st century. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's one of those office space. Wait, no. Yeah. Cruel intentions. It's just like so many. I feel like it was like the height, 10 things I hate about you. <gasps> it was the height of like movies there were so many movies that came out that year uh let's see if there's anything else really noteworthy i'm only to like may or something right now no (laughs) yeah sometimes that like to me to think that like star wars episode you said two or one 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 coming out at the same time as cruel intentions because when i when that pops up on tv randomly it looks so old do you know it, it feels very very like you know how you watch the the screen movies and the first one seems very dated 
But to put that at the same level as like Star Wars Episode One, my brain is not commuting. Yeah. The that. Blair Witch Project, <gasps> uh, American Pie, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy crazy year. But I don't want to get too far off track because yes, 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 we've yes, already yes, spent sorry. like half the time sorry, talking so about sorry. this. I'm sorry. No, and we should be spending all the time talking about Keanu. Yes. So I wanted, okay, two reasons why I wanted to talk about The Matrix. One is The Matrix 4 is slated to come out at the end of this year. Like, no, that's not rumored. That's a real thing. It's real. They filmed it last summer, um, (gasps) which is insane. (laughs) Okay. I have so much, so many matrices to catch up on. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have high hopes for the movie. Like it's too much of a star-studded cast. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> like Neil Patrick fit. Harris is in it. Wait, what? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Not our, not our homeboy from Burke. Um, it's that's. You're right. When they're like when it starts getting to be too many like pretty big name stars, you can start kind of really worrying about the quality. Okay, so yeah. one. All right, The Matrix Four is coming out. Two. I just like. Don't you sometimes feel like we're living in the Matrix to me? Every I when I tell you my husband and I say it's a glitch in the Matrix several times per week and mean it, I really flip in mean it. Nothing is more succinct, nothing is more perfect, and nothing I think more people feel that more now in the last year than ever beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just Yes, the movie is kind of cheesy, especially if you're, like, watching it now. Mm-hmm. I really liked the movie when it came out. I I actually had my grandma take me to go see it. <laughs> oh, that is she, the sweetest thing. <laughs> she wanted to go see a movie, and I said we could watch whatever. So I was like, let's go watch The Matrix. Um, <laughs> and so that's what we did when it came out. I must have been, what, like 13 or 14 when it came out? Yeah, because I was our freshman year, yeah. And I just, like, it's a little cheesy, but at the time it was, like, really cool. Yeah, it really was. Like, really different. And I think, like you said, like, glitch in the Matrix is, like, such a term that people use. Like, the cultural staying power of it is, like, pretty amazing. And then the fact that it works as an allegory for, like, so many things, I think. It like, does. For me, I've always thought of it as kind of an allegory for capitalism. <laughs> mm. um, pretty pretty overtly, right? Like, human bodies being used as food is the machine to feed the system where, like, <laughs> the few at the top benefit. Like, it's yes! perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Justification right here. Well, I, I think that's why it has that staying power because it has like it echoes a lot of things of the past, a very George or like Wellian kind of thing of what we're headed for. But I think what all those have in common is that they take these deep rooted issues of humanity from the word go and put it in this very futuristic kind of world. And somehow we talked about in steampunk when those two worlds kind of collide, it makes it forever kind of relatable. And I think that's why we have that. There's nothing new of the use of people, labor, of that to serve a higher, greater system, but putting it into this really, I mean, even like 
film-wise, it was in technology and the special effects that they use was actually, it was groundbreaking yeah. at the time. They really, really were, like, the, the multiple use of CGI and the multiplication of the bodies. It was just, it was really, really interesting. I, well, actually, if you want to low-key know what finally got me to watch it was, um... I was watching an interview with Will Smith and he talked about how one of the biggest regrets he had was turning down the part of Morpheus because I guess they had offered it to him first. That would have been terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, I felt bad for him because he went on to film The Wild Wild West. Which yeah. I think actually might have come out around that, that year as well. I think probably too. Yeah, yeah, which actually it's funny. I didn't see The Matrix, but I did see The Wild Wild West. I've never seen Wild Wild West. <laughs> you're okay. You're right. <laughs> I will not give you that homework. But I look at it and just thinking about how amazing and how pinnacle and what that did for Lawrence Fishburne's career. And I'm just like, I'm kind of, I'm not mad about that. But I'm like, well, now I have to watch this and see. And after I finish watching, I'm like, yeah, I'm really super glad that he kind of turned that down. Sorry. Sorry, Will. Avid listener of the show. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's really interesting that it has become such a huge thing. And like you said, like at the time, the cinematography techniques, like the, you know, the bullet time and all of yeah. that. Oh, my gosh, um, yes. Was like so brand new and i think you know like the 90s is almost like bookended by like this cyberpunk aesthetic like we have like the terminator movies earlier in the decade Mm -hmm. um that very much feel that way and then the matrix like kind of closes out the decade Mm -hmm. and for me it was like perfect like i was so into that like gritty futuristic cyberpunk aesthetic Mm like around that time and actually this movie was was also an influence um for the matrix but like the anime ghost in the shell was one of my favorites and it's very much like you can see the relationship between it and the matrix pretty heavily and the wachowski siblings said that that was one of their influences um for for the matrix but the thing that i also find all the allegories, super cool. They've talked about, because they're both trans women, and they talked about how, for them, the Matrix was always an allegory for for the trans experience, which really? I find really interesting. Mm. But I find it... Oh, I stopped that really quick, but that was the timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like frothing at the mouth. I'm like, yeah, yeah, keep yeah. going. Like, I find it really interesting that... The red pill has been okay. like fucking taken and co-opted by by the men's rights movement. Mm-hmm. When it's like such a good allegory for most everything, and it's yes. just like a shame now you can't like can't say red pill without it meaning something entirely different. And the fact that it was created by these trans women and these like <laughs> men have decided to like co-opt it is just like. If that's not our current lives and current society, I don't know what is. I was literally going to say, I'm like, no, that's exactly like, it actually should have not even come to a surprise for these trans women of just like, no, no, that's completely, you guys are doing exactly, you're playing by the script. You're doing exactly what you're, you're known for. 
So, so good on you. <laughs> That's awful. I, I'm wondering now of just rewatching it now through that lens of what that will, the impact that will make. Now I'm really wanting to go rewatch that through that, that particular allegory. I think that'll be so interesting. I, I think the one thing that I took away from the matrix when it first came out, it has not, not having watched it for a long time as impact, even on, like you said, the, the cyberpunk, but on fashion as well. Yeah. That became like its own glasses subsets. and the jackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, cause it wasn't goth. It was very, it was something much more futuristic about it. And I remember it just being once again, a whole aesthetic and just thinking like, Oh wow. Like this is, this is something that it says the nineties are here. This is what we're doing. It's, it's this look, it, it's the grit of the future. And I was like, all right, Oh, cool. That's, that's good for you guys. But yeah, but I should have always known. I should have always had Keanu's back from the get-go. So Yeah, I haven't seen the movie. Like, I'm not a fanatic of the movie, mm-hmm. but I enjoy it. And I rewatched it, and I have it on DVD, but I don't ever watch it. I rewatched it last summer, maybe, with my husband and I watched it with my sister and her husband via the internet, the magic of the internet, (laughs) watching a movie together at a distance. And it was not like, I think the mythos of it is built up so high that the movie Mm. isn't quite as good as I remember it. But I do think if you distill it down, like what I find the most interesting is, is that staying power. I wonder too, us as biracial unicorns, I wonder like if there is like some racial or ethnic idea that you can pull from it, that if there's like some sort of allegory there, I don't know, because I've never really like thought about it in that way, but I'm curious. Ooh, I think that might be really fun to do. I I agree with you when I finally sat down and watched it, because like I said, when you would go to places and you say you have it, girl, it changes the whole environment of the room if you're one of the few who hadn't seen it. So when I when I finally did, and because once again, I had it through this lens of of what it's known for, for the technology, like you said, there's there's iconic scenes and lines that have been quoted. It's been parodied. It's just it's very iconic. And when you actually watch it all the way through, you're like, okay, you digest it. Yeah, that that's solid. But like you said, I think there is this this level of like, I understand it's staying power, but will it ever like reach that to that higher glory when I rewatch it? Will it blow me away? I don't know. And of course, I haven't watched the second or the third one either. Have you? I have, but it's been a long time. It's been longer since I've seen those than the okay. first one. All right. I'm, I'm excited. Rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Rewatch it, especially with that idea of the trans allegory within mm-hmm. it. There's a lot of like really apparent things, like the fact that Mr. Smith uses Agent Smith uses is the only one who uses Neo's dead name, mm. you know, and insists on calling him Mr. Anderson with like a weird emphasis on Mr., which Ooh. is interesting. Mm. The character of Switch was originally Mm -hmm. supposed to be a trans character, um, was supposed to present in the Matrix as male and then be female in the the real world. Oh. Which I think would have been really interesting, too. Yeah. So there's a lot in there. I'd be interested to hear what you think. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm actually, I'm like, yes. All right. I'm excited. All right. Well, that's all. (laughs) 
I hope we aren't actually living in a computer simulation because the amount of time that I spend on a computer inside of a computer simulation <laughs> would be just so depressing. I can't handle it. Shit. I'm sorry. For your sake, I hope that's true. I hope that this whole last year wasn't just like a horrible virus or someone trying to get us out. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe why it was so terrible and we all felt so disturbed. Someone was trying to break us out of this matrix and we were like, no, we'll stay here in the pit that we're used to. Oh, no, D'Amika, don't. <laughs> don't. I just can't. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right. I, I can I can go into deep conspiracy theories, but I won't because I feel like I should not be using this platform to talk about conspiracy theories. Let's get off so you Could can I... tell me. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yes. We'll be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with another mini-sode. Unless the man gets us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're gone, just know we made it out of the Matrix. It's better out here. (laughs) All right, y'all. Peace. Out.